<laughs> Still don't in the market. Yeah. Uh, we should have a word for this three and this two. Nah, fuck it. I, I very rarely want three then two. <laughs> Keep it three then two. How many do you need now? Uh, just one and another one. Or say two. Oh yeah, I could say two. Yeah. Uh, do you want one more? If I wanted three, I'd say three. Do you want one more? Yeah, go on. Give us three and one. <laughs> As the writer and pioneering ecologist Rachel Carson once wrote, those who dwell among the beauties and mysteries of the earth are never alone or weary of life. Earth, third rock from the sun, and the only known planet in the universe to accommodate life was formed about five billion years ago. Extensively covered by saltwater oceans, it supports a myriad of organisms, the most evolved of which is man. Yet how we humans interact with our world could be sowing the seeds of our own destruction. With environmental concerns still high on the political agenda, what is the future of life on Earth? How are we coping with the threat of global warming and is our newfound ecological concern too little too late? To discuss the past, present and future of the Earth, I'm joined by Stephen Merchant, award-winning writer and graduate of the University of Warwick. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. Oh, look at his rounded car! All right. I've been hit by global warming recently, Rick, a couple of times, actually. Go on. I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, you know, because of the snow and the rain, and all, that's obviously to do with global warming, but it probably is. Uh, I was flying out to the States, you know, just hopping over stateside. Yeah. And um, on the old plane, uh, it was one of those bleak, kind of snowy days recently. And they got us all on the plane. We sat on the runway for four and a half hours, yeah. four and a half hours, while they de-iced the plane. Now, it's good that they de-iced it, but I don't want to be told that the plane needs de-icing. I didn't know planes could get iced in a way that they needed to be de-iced. When I, sometimes, Rick, if I, if it's a chilly morning, right, got the old car, what I'll do is I'll pop the engine on, yeah. okay, let it warm up, yeah. pop inside, have another cup of tea, come back yeah. out, it's lovely and warm and toasty in there. That's yeah. what I like to have seen them do with the old the plane. Pilot. Yeah. The pilot goes, don't you get on yet, let me, let <laughs> exactly. me work let around me warm the up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But also... When it's up at 30,000 feet, it's like minus 50, well, 60 it. degrees. This must get iced up anyway. So There's not some guy on the wing scraping with those little plastic <laughs> things. <laughs> you don't see him, but if oh, you've got a window seat. We've got to put in here. We've got to put <laughs> yeah. in here for a while. It's iced up. Yeah, I, I mean, that's it. But also, I didn't see anyone de-icing, so I don't know how they do it. It's not presumably with, you know, um, like I sometimes use a CD case if I haven't got one of those scrapers. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, mean, I don't know yeah. if there was people with, uh, you know, probably with a vinyl record scraping away. But, um, yeah, four and a half hours to de-ice it. Bunch of people on there whinging and phoning and calling and making making me annoyed anyway. Get to uh, Los Angeles, City of Angels. Famously, you know, glorious weather all year round. That's why people move there. Mm. Pissed down with rain the entire time I was there. I know, you hit the storm. I, I, I think I moved out of LA and went to New York the day before it turned horrible, didn't I? The problem was, I hired a car, mm. right? And I was going to get a relatively cheap uh, car. They persuaded me to upgrade to a Mercedes convertible. I thought, yeah, I'll look good fly driving around LA, yeah. you know, and that. Couldn't use the uh, the top down, obviously. Every day I'd get in this car, every day it would be pouring with rain. I could hear it splattering on the uh, fabric roof, thinking I just paid the odds for this. And, you know, every time there'd be a break in this cloud, I would instantly stop and lower <laughs> this thing and drive around sub zero temperatures just to have the top down. I would like to have Even seen though it's still you, cloudy and grim. Like, uh, you know, at 85 degrees just whizzing down the freeway at 90 miles an hour yeah. but your glasses would fly off they would it? this is the problem That's what I've never really thought plus I um, I lost my sunglasses so um, I have to wear a hat 
in order to keep the sun out of my eyes. And um, all, I, all I had, all I thought I need to take out of me, all I had was a kind of, what I like to think is a rather fashionable Justin Timberlake style trilby. Oh, it's not that hat that makes you look like one of Bill and Ben. See, I think men. it makes me look like a uh, like Tom Waits or a sort of 1960s news reporter. Oh, right. But you thought Bill and Ben. You thought Bill and Ben the flower pot, man. The problem with it is, is when I bought it, I, again, I was sucking into it. A bloke sold it to me. He told me, he was a street vendor and he told me I looked amazing in it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I gave him the cash did, straight away. Did you have a game of find the lady with it as well? I'm beginning to wonder if that was part of his sales pattern, and he wasn't just a lovely fellow who's trying to help me out. But yeah, it's not quite big enough, so instead of sort of pulling in tight down by the ears, it sort of right. sits pork pie esque on top of my head. Right. And it is in danger of flying off. It did fly off into the back seat when I was driving. Luckily, I I could stop and pop it back on again. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's great. It, it didn't fly off, and, uh, and you know, you don't want that as you're cruising past a couple of sort of Playboy bunny types in an open.